And they said it couldn't be done. They said it couldn't happen. It's impossible. You'll never get there. But guess what, hate is? We did it! Episode 100 of Geektainment Weekly. Your source for all things geek chic and in between. We're 100 years old. 100 years old. That's not how that works. I am, of course, one of your hosts, Andy Bisha. uh, Probably one of the least important in the room. Mm-hmm. Because I'm joined by our resident geek expert, our encyclopedia Britinica, geek, 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 Britinica, Ian Benzman. Howdy. Yeah, you like that? that yeah, that was, uh, that was good. That was okay. That was good. That was like a seven. Yeah, I gave it like a six point five. Sure, I'll take yeah. it. I'll take it. And all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana. What? Corey Stewart. Oh, yeah. Who, who dat? Ha- happy Halloween. Who happy Halloween who yesterday, Time Machine. Oh. Who dat? Happy, happy All Saints Day. Oh, well. It's, it's, all, it's all day. Viewers. Apparently, it's Jersey Day. But it's and it is Jersey Day. It's National Jersey Day. And Apparently. National Authors Day. And not New Jersey Day, like the state. Jersey Day. like Or like Jersey Girl. Yeah, sure. Jersey Mike's. Jersey Mike's. It's all about the subs. And TM. joining us for his first... Official drum roll. Official partnered episode. He's now an official co-host. Ash Paulson. We did it. We tricked you. We tricked (laughs) you, Ash. I like like the hair. It's very blue. Oh, thank you. I I decided to double down on the blue. I got it done a couple days ago. Uh, Decided to double down on it. You are. You are learning. You are taking, following my lead. Maybe by episode 200, Damn. all of us will have died. <laughs> I hope so. I want, I want Corey to have like, 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 no you hat. know, the J-pop, you know, pink. Free See, the, the problem for me is that if I try, dyed my hair a certain color, that just messes with the whole outfit matching thing. No, because sure. I have to change the hair for every outfit. No, but yeah. at what, you have, you have like the shoes. Well, no, you have like, okay, well, August is blue month. I'm more of an and, autumn. Well, whatever. You you every month you change the color of I your really hair don't and you know wear what that means, but you wear the color clothing that matches for that month. It's gonna be that's gonna be really expensive. Yeah, no. that's way too expensive. Yeah. Okay, I've seen Ian's wardrobe. He has enough to facilitate. I this probably addiction. could. Yeah, True. <laughs> yeah. They say that generally after working with someone for a month, you've seen all their clothes. Ha! Jokes on whoever said that. That's right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so we did it. We we tricked Ash. We said, hey, Ash, this is a great idea. Sucker. I know. I'm really good at You're that. You're I mean, so far, I've yet to, to have it you know, turn out to be a bad idea. So, you know, we're still, <laughs> good. We're still in the middle here. It's, it's, like, those, uh, it's wow. like those old cartoon sketches, good idea. Right. Bad, bad idea. idea. Oh, right. Freaking, right. I, did, did, was that Tom Bodette? That it was. Did that voice? Uh-huh. I thought so. Yeah. Tom Bodette. I'm Tom Bodette. So, you know, we've been, you know, we've been doing this whole starting off the show with a funny news article thing for a while now. And I thought it very apt that we start with a bunch of Canada stuff. Because there's some funny stuff. Okay. Yes, there we go. I love that. That should actually be the national anthem of Canada. So, first up, we got three. This one took place in 2014, but holy crap, it was funny. Beaver still at large in PEI after felling tree that damaged couple's car. I think oh, they mean man. to say falling tree. <laughs> well, but no, I he felling. fell the tree. He felling. Oh, yeah, I guess it's because it's, it's not a typo. They say, police say a beaver is to blame for felling a tree that collapsed onto a car driven by Quebec tourists in Prince Edward Island on Saturday. Wow, what a magical sentence. Yeah. 
PEI hmm. is a magical place, Ian. What is I'm, PEI? Prince Edward Island. Oh, that makes sense. It's 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 a terrific place, uh, and that's where they filmed. That's where the Anna Green Gables house is. Really? PEI. Huh. huh. Well, Way to Mountie really bring say, down the nerd in the room. The Some m- people nerd over that show, Anne with an E, on Netflix. Yeah. The, um, the Mounties say the rodent had been gnawing at a large tree next to Highway 16 at Priest Point near Saurus before it fell about 2 p.m. Yeah, beaver's still at large. That's all he really got. I wonder what his motive was. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> to build a dam? Well, I'll be damned. That yeah, this, uh, to, this beaver eh, to be a... to be very beavery <laughs> annoying. <laughs> oh, sorry, I came up with that on the fly. That was good great. though. No, that yeah, this, this next one. This next one is also animal related and also Canada related. British Columbia woman hits moose on way to visit sister who hit moose. Wait, so her sister hit a moose. So she, her sister hit a moose and she was going huh. to visit her at the hospital. And on the way, she, she hit a moose. moose. The irony. Wow. Oh, Only too many moose, eh? Only in oh, <laughs> too many. This kind of reminds me of one time my family and I were driving in the back country of Washington and we were lost and we came across two different people asking for for directions, but they both had a dog and both dogs were missing the same leg. That's weird. I'm not kidding you. They That's were three-legged so dogs and they were both missing the same leg. Like, what are the odds? Hmm. Maybe uh, one in maybe, four. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, two and eight. Fractions. So apparently, moose are involved in about 8% of all wildlife vehicle collisions, according to the Wildlife Collision Prevention Program. Because that's a thing. It, in Only Canada eight? or no, worldwide? Just, I don't know. It just says in general. Huh. Um, so this this last one, as, as I saw this, and Corey didn't believe me that this was a real thing until I showed him the video. Yeah. But Canadian truck explodes after hitting moose sets off firework display. I'm going to click on that link in the run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The most Canadian fireworks display of all time took place early this morning along the Trans-Canada Highway. Yeah, there's a video. (laughs) Not of the moose moose getting hit. No, not of the moose, just the fireworks display. Going off. Yeah. Um, But uh, the accident shut down the highway for over five hours as firefighters cautiously attempted to put out the blaze while dodging fireworks shooting out of the truck in every direction. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, Canada. It was a catastrophe. So yeah, so that's that's our funny Canada news for episode one hundred. Woo! You know, it's not as good uh, as the maple syrup thanks, ice. Canada. That's still my favorite. It's 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 not, but it's very good. It's very Canada. It's very Canada. Yeah, very it is. Canada. So I, I'm so sorry, Corey. I would say it's less a catastrophe and more a Canada catastrophe. Uh, yeah, I was waiting with, for it. That Ash. is good. Uh-huh. 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 Hey, I'd oh, like man. to. I'd like to jump in before we do the actual official rundown. And sure. since we have Ash on the show, yes, Ash, what yes. game came out yesterday? Oh, here it is. What game came out yesterday? Well, that would be Luigi's Mansion Three, just in time for Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. Uh, yeah, you, everybody go make a scene. Did yes, make a scene. Did you get your uh, get a chance to get your hands on that game? So I've actually been playing it uh, a little bit again, kind of, kind of messing with it a little early because we got a, an early copy of Game Explain. I didn't review it, but we're able to kind of share certain digital games, mm-hmm. and it is a beautiful game to to behold. And in terms of just their visuals and the animation, this is one of Nintendo's best ever. It, yeah, it oh, really. Wow. It, the the, the animation is like Pixar level quality. From now, this really? is really known for that. Man. But, yeah. Oh man. So I actually picked it's up a beautiful. copy of it um, yesterday, and okay. because the people in my on my Twitch stream 
wanted to wanted me to play it, and yes, I was that's like, why he picked yeah, it up. That's no, exactly it, it, why. It <laughs> no, 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 it really was because I only played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion, the original. And I buy I the all those shoes because my Facebook fans are just adamant that no, I buy no, more no, shoes. no, no, no. They were like, "Are you going to pick up this game?" A couple of them were like, "Yeah, you should get it and stream it." And I was mm-hmm. like, "Okay," because I want to play something other than Smash once in a while. So I was like, "All right, I get it. I'm sure it'll be fun." Um, and I picked it up, and it was way better than I was even hoping it would be. Um, I, I yeah. put like three hours into it last night and just so beautiful. Echoing what you said, the the animation is gorgeous. The soundtrack, like the the, mm-hmm. the little the scary music soundtrack is just amazing. And then they had like a 70s <coughs> like cop music for one of the bosses. Ooh. Like, well, whatever. But it was for like a, a cop that was a ghost, and it was just very good. Uh-huh. Porn ghost? Yeah, yes. It was porn ghost. But I love Gooigi. Gooigi oh, is such great. a great idea. Gooigi? Although, if you, if you guys like making fun of Waluigi, we're going to talk some about that later on in the show. Oh, it's actually, yeah. it's a really Wait a funny. Shit. I hate Waluigi. No, then so you're going to love this thing. <laughs> so, we'll bring it up to, later in the show. Just but. to educate Corey real quick. Gooigi? Gooigi is a new companion you get. Uh, the Professor E. Gad uh, gives you this attachment for your... Uh, Vacuum? Yes. I can't think of the proper name of it. Waiting for Ash to echo in. Anytime, Ash. Luigi's vacuum. <laughs> oh, the, sorry. You mean the, the poltergeist? Pol- yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so it, it it it's it's goo and it pops out and it turns into a Luigi, but he's all green that he can control remotely and it can like go through bars. Oh, right. I did see this in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and yeah. it's Luigi. Luigi. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so I would gross. have to you should give go see this, a doctor for that. I would have to give this a Nintendo. You go really ahead and start nice. those again. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Freaking, I also um, like that the the new version of the Poltergust he gets from Egad in this game is the G zero zero, which of course goo. is just the Poltergust goo. Mm. Freaking. So yeah. Speaking of Nintendo, mm-hmm. uh, well, technically this different Pokemon company is not Nintendo, but no, it's, but it's associated with Nintendo because sure. they're never going to put one on another system, right? But um, so Ash actually sent me a couple things to throw in the rundown, and I saw this, and I was like, this just makes me angry. Because I didn't have this card, but I had a lot of Pokemon cards that were apparently worth a lot of money now. Um, So this was kind of wild. A rare Pokemon card sold for 195 grand in New York last. uh, Was it last week? Was it last week? I think it was last week. I think so. Yeah. Um, Holy crap! I've I've seen this card before. The Pikachu Illustrator card. Um, I've never seen one in person, obviously, but I've I've seen its existence. Yes. Um, holy crap! They only made twenty to thirty nine of these cards. Uh-huh. That's yeah. just insane. I, I mean, isn't that nuts? And you know, it's yeah. not even just that one. I mean, like, not that it's going to be that much money, but like an original Charizard graded is worth a crap ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. Like it I'm just so makes bummed. me wish I'd gotten into Pokemon card, you know, the, the card game. I only ever played the regular games. Oh, uh, see, it makes me wish that I, I like actually like kept all of my I cards because I had somewhere. all 151 originals. Yeah. Plus, I had that uh, that ancient Mew that you got for going to the movie. Yeah, Ooh, I had. A, right. I had. A, yeah, I had two cards from the movie. It was uh, uh, Dragonite and Mewtwo and Pikachu. I had three, I guess. Yeah, oh, okay. I loved that ancient Mew card. That was friggin' sweet. But yeah, I didn't have that one. 
But you guys remember when Burger King put out the Pokeballs? Yeah. With the gold cards? Actually, yeah. Yeah, McDonald's right now has uh, Pokemon toys in their kids' meal. They do. But they're probably crappy. I don't know. I accidentally threw it out before I opened it. On Uber Eats, you can't order a four-piece nugget. So you got to get a four-piece kids' meal. All right, fair Angel enough. Angel knows what enough. I'm talking I, about. <laughs> I gotta say, I don't remember the Burger King thing because I'm I'm more appalled that you would even eat at Burger King to know that. What's like, wrong with Burger we King? We don't have Jack in the Box Burger out here. King we don't have, have In and Out. We don't have In and Out out don't here. Don't you have, wow. have Hardee's though? Isn't Hardee's the same thing as? Uh, yeah, but they're very scarce no, Hardee's is Checkers. Well, no, 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 no. Hardee's, Hardee's is Carlsbad. Carl's Carl's Junior. Checkers in your Checkers There we go. Any of them want to sponsor the show? Feel free to call. In. We eat a lot of it. Yeah. Clearly, look at Andy uh, and I. Yeah, you guys. Wow. Oh, just look at me. There. You That's lost all the weight, you jerk. Go ahead, Ash. I'm sorry. I had to respond to being called fat. On I air. said Andy and I. You're and I. Ouch. And I. And I. And I. I take you, you're, you're the, the fat Andy, and raise you that I think you're the most important person in the room, I despite agree. what you said earlier in your intro. I How about that? Thanks Ash. a lot, Ash. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> uh, well, some, I mean, you know, you, you were the sacrifice the island demanded. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm cool with that. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> we should totally start having tiki torches on here okay. and, like, vote each other yeah, off. Yeah, because that's such a bad freaking. So, I've seen that before. No, no. So, um, Studio <laughs> on fire. So, we, I was pretty excited when they announced this um, at uh, D23 uh, when they said they're going to do a Moon Knight series mm-hmm. for Disney Plus. Yeah. But I'm really kind of quite curious about the rumor for who they want to play Moon Knight. Um, and that'd be Shia LaBeouf. Yes. I'm, 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 I'm totally down. all for it. Yes. Um, I just... I'm, I'm down for that. I don't know. For those of you who don't know, Moon Knight <clears throat> is essentially a sort of like Batman in the Marvel Universe, except he's insane. He has four personalities, Yeah, right? he's, he's rich and he uses his money <clears throat> to basically do Batman things, but yeah, he's insane. So he's Shia LaBeouf is perfect for this role. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's also rumors that it could be Garrett Huglin or Hed- Hedlund? Hedlund. 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 Yeah. The guy from Tron. Legacy. Yes. Um, Justin Thoreau, Michael Ely, Rami Malik. That'd be interesting. Um, uh, that could work. But uh, it's Shia, so, Shia's a good. I think he, I think he could pull it off. Choice. I think he could pull it off definitely. Um, so this next thing though, um, we talked about this a little bit ago and it was rumored, but like it's confirmed now, and I think this is freaking awesome. Yeah. Jeffrey Wright is going to be Commissioner Gordon in the Batman. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, for those of you who don't know who that is, he was um, Felix Leiter in the Daniel Craig Bond films. Yeah, and he was also and in he was Westworld. Also in Westworld. Oh, yes. And he's in Westworld, yes. And this is what Got I'm it. really happy about. I love about. his voice. <clears throat> that they are, they are finally going, hey, we don't have to make Commissioner Gordon white. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make this character this race. They're just you saying, said like, it. whoever fits that role no, best is what yes. they should do. And in fact, I, to your point, okay. when I write a script, I, I never ever put, <clears throat> unless it's something very specific, I never put a character description because I feel like if I describe the character, like the way they look, yeah, it'll really shoehorn and like pigeonhole my choices. So like, I I'd rather have someone, even if it's not even the same sex that I wrote. Like if it, if it's a you know female as opposed to a male, and they just you know encapsulate the character, then that's who I want. Sure, you yeah. know I don't mm-hmm. want to like be written off by being like no in my head this sure. is how they look unless I specifically put that in there. That being said, um, while I'm all for you know like race bending roles and all that stuff, if they do this next thing. You gotta. If you're adapting this next thing, you have to stick to it as close as possible. And that is the rumor right now is Warner Brothers is considering a live action Dark Knight Returns movie. 
Yes. That is what Zack Snyder mm. should direct. Yes. Okay. That is what Zack Snyder <clears throat> should direct. Literally rip that book from the page onto the screen. He did a great job with Watchmen. Yeah. No, I'm, I was trying to talk. Uh-huh. I was talking to my buddy last night. Like, who would be really good Dark Knight Returns, Bruce Wayne? Because obviously, I'd love to see, as much as I'm not a fan of Peter of, Weller. Peter Weller would be because really good. Because he voiced him in the animated one. No, he did. He? Yes, oh, he, he did. did. Right. He was Batman. <laughs> right. Sorry, the... I've been watching Batman Beyond Get recently. So like... I'm just saying, Peter Weller. No, would No, that be would great. actually be really good. Um, because because like if they're gonna, I don't know. I mean, it'd be awesome <clears throat> to see Michael Keaton as older man Batman. Even though yeah. I'm not a huge fan of his Batman, Batman I love yeah, him right. as an actor. Um, I personally think like five years ago, Clint Eastwood. Would have been perfect as old man Batman. Yeah, I just think he's too. I think he's too small. But no, but here, no. That's the thing is, as Mm. Batman, if they did a Batman Beyond movie, I would cast a different old man Batman than if I casted a Batman for Batman Returns. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. They're they're different because Dark Knight Returns Batman's still very physical. He's still very like he's still Batman. (laughs) Whereas the one in Batman Beyond is very much just like the mentor. Right. You know, he'll occasionally put the suit on, but like for the most part, he's not like a physical Batman. Exactly, but um, I would love to see this happen, especially. And as as I'll be the first one to complain about Zack Snyder's DCU movies outside of Man of Steel, which I really like. Um, But I'd love to see him do this. This this just has his name written all. I love Watchmen. Yeah, but I don't really. I mean, I don't really consider that DC. Uh, It is, but it isn't. but so yeah, that's that'll be interesting. Um, Lot of we have a lot of DC. It's weird. The last couple weeks, I feel like we've had very Marvel light. And, and we're very DC heavy because this mm, next thing. Try Marvel Light, crisp, <laughs> clean, better for you. You're just the worst. Cleans out your system. Cleans out your system. Wait a minute, I got a button for, for relaxing that. time. Make it sundry time. <laughs> exactly. One of my favorite movies ever. Oh man! But so, um, speaking of, you know, there's all this DC big rumors coming out. You know, JG's going to reboot this. This is tied to this. So the rumor right now, and this actually. This was rumored back a year ago when they started talking about this in pre-production, is that Wonder Woman 1984 <laughs> is actually going to somehow reboot the DCEU. Huh? Different timeline. Uh, yeah, um, I'm very, Because that's, that's how we curious. do it. You well, know, we'll, just, mean, we'll, just, we'll just completely go backwards in time. Well, Chris Pine's in this I one. know, but like go completely back in time to, ru- to fix the mistakes that already happened. It's like... You can well, still. So I still remember. That's the basis of the I still problem. remember. So, so the rumor is that she goes back in time somehow and saves him, and that fucks up everything. Uh, because you got to think he died way before anything else in the DCEU happened. Yeah. So I mean, changing that could change a lot of things. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Um, we gotta go back. We gotta yeah. go back. It's something about your kids. It's something about just, your kids. I don't know. I, I'm, back I'm to just the future. curious to see like how that's Junior. gonna tie into everything else. <laughs> Wonder Woman. Flimsy reason to. I don't know. That seems like a really flimsy reason to reboot the entire DCU. Well, yeah. I, I think the reason is that their Justice League movie bombed and everyone hated it. Realistically, yeah, they don't uh, know what do they're Diana doing. Diana service though. Uh, maybe. I mean, like this, she screws everything up over a man. Is that something Wonder Woman would do? Yeah, um, no. That doesn't seem I like a really it's good. Necessarily no. a Wonder Woman thing. I think it's a, it's a, and technically she's not human, but it's a human nature thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. But it's just like, okay, take the Colby Smolder Wonder Woman in the animated series. 
She wouldn't do that. No, that's very true. She, Wonder, Wonder Woman would. Wonder do Woman's that. always the one who's like, "No, that's a bad idea, guys. You're messing with things you shouldn't." You know that. Yeah, that. I feel like. <clears throat> yeah, if and, that's the case, they're going to get major backlash. Well, over I, that, think, I think I think the only reason that that's happening is because now that the J.J. Abrams signed his whole like overall Warner Brothers deal. Um, they're really the rumor that right now is that they're pushing for him to direct a Justice <coughs> Justice League reboot. Um, I'm all for it. I mean, J.J. Abrams hasn't steered me wrong in the recent past. You know, has he ever steered you wrong? No, but have you read what his Superman movie would have been? Superman Flyby. No. Oh, when you have a chance, to look oh. that up. It, it would have been a interesting film. I'll put it that way. Here's a question for all of you. I'm ready. When we're in our like 60s. Are you guys going to be okay when they start rebooting like Iron Man, Captain America, and all that stuff? To make you it know it's going to happen. You know what? For me, I will be. <laughs> to make it relevant for, you know, because technology will have changed the medium, consider this. I like how you use the word <laughs> consider to, this. to relevant. Relevant. Yeah, relevant. I like that. Nobody's right. ever really used the word relevant when they're talking about rebooting new movies. So do you remember the book Fahrenheit 451? Yeah. Yeah. And in in that in that uh world they had television screens that were like basically a room you could be in. There yep. was like kind of like a VR system mm-hmm. um and that actors could interact with the viewers yes. and stuff. So how we perceive filmmaking from the, be- the from the train arrives at a station mm-hmm. to women leaving work all the way to you know end Avengers Endgame right the the means of how media is presented has completely changed, changed. and turned on its head mm-hmm. and we'll chat about that in a little bit too with right. the HBO Max stuff and wow and it's just gonna and mm-hmm. it's gonna keep evolving and keep changing mm-hmm. so for me. As a diehard Iron Man fan, mm-hmm. ever since I was a boy, you love Robert Downey. Not just that, I loved Iron Man as a kid from right. like the early '90s series, you know, which will be on Disney Plus. Yes, <sighs> but my my Count point on on. my point is to, to if that is what it takes to keep these characters yeah. that I love so much relevant, in the now right. and relevant, yeah. I'm okay with okay, it. but right. not like five years from now. Sure, it's still fresh. Sure, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. so that's that's my big thing with this is, is apparently apparently this reboot isn't going to be a straight reboot. They're going to try and connect like the stuff that's worked, like yeah. Aquaman and Wonder Woman, to the new continuity with the new Robert Which ba- Pat- Robert Battinson and Battinson. Um, oh, they're they're just giving these, these guys cute that. names like Batfleck and Robert Battinson. Battinson. But you know, take like Tron Legacy. Yeah, I was fine with that, even Hell though yeah, even though it wasn't Hell what some yeah. people wanted. Ash and I talk many it, times about our love for that movie. But you know, I, and I love oh, the movie. Yeah. But it, it it took this the series Tron, which was like only seen as like you guys remember Tron guy, yeah. the dude with the mustache who made his Tron you, you suit on YouTube, and uh-huh. he's like really, you know, oh, he's yeah. like fifty. Uh, but it takes it takes Tron and it takes it like yeah, just a select group of people over here really like and remember they grew up with it. And makes it more universally acceptable. Hmm. It, stuff like that has made geekdom more accessible, yes. more loved, and and mainstream. And so, hell yes, reboot them. I yeah, within I mean, reason. Yeah. Keep rebooting. Jay and Silent Bob taught us something that just because we can doesn't mean we should. You got to have a good reason because that's the moral of that movie. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, it's so true. It's better than these characters fading into obscurity. But then, right. you know, take me. I'm a huge Mega Man fan, right? If what I have to look forward to is something like Mega Man fully charged, 
Uh, mm, that's, that's I don't know. It's, it's really Mega hard Man's for me to decide which one. Because you, you know that character. You know who, how that character has mm-hmm. been portrayed. And since Marvel has done these characters so well, yeah. you know, they really didn't skip a beat. I mean, even with like Captain Marvel and, you know, uh, some of the movies and Ant Man and yeah. the ones that weren't like hugely, you know, yeah. received. Right. It's hard to kind of fathom well, anybody else really playing that. I mean, think oh about, think God, about Ash, Guardians of the so Galaxy sorry. Like, at its core. Mm-hmm. That movie <laughs> should not have worked. No. But it did. It, uh-huh. So much. And so. because it worked, Marvel can get away with literally anything they want now. Yep. Ash, I'm so sorry. I'm looking at these images from Mega Man Fully Charged. <laughs> yeah, you've, never, you've never heard of it God, before? no. Here's the thing, though. This does have a happy ending because that was announced before Mega Man 11, and the show's kind of run its course. I think it did okay. But I Mega forgot that was even custom. on. Like, yeah, like they're not going to go in that direction with Mega Man any in any other time. So it's it has a happy ending. But you know, I want to think about being sixty and I see something that looks like that, and I'm like, man, maybe Mega Man should just right off into the sunset at that point. Well, I, mean, I get what you mean though too, because like like for example, the new Ninja Turtle series. I, I we've talked about this. We're diehard Ninja Turtles fans. It yeah. takes a lot for me to love something, something that has changed right. like that, but I the show is good enough where I like accepted it. I actually yeah. quite like the new one. I mean, sure. I don't think anything will ever match the original one, like right. the original '80s cartoon for me. Um, the newer one from a couple years ago got pretty close. I was going to say, you know what? Hot take. I think that might actually be a little better yeah, than the, 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 than the original one, series. Yeah, the Ooh, new one from a couple games. years ago Ooh. actually had it, it was very, very close for me. I just have an affinity yeah. for that pizza in the old cartoon because it always just looks so good. It does. Oh, it does. It, 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 it like, does. I mean, and like they're always like, oh, we want everything on it, hold the anchovies, but then they get the pizza and it's just pepperoni. Makes no it looks sense. so good. It looks so good. Thank it's like yeah. the best cartoon well, the thing food about ever. The series is, it, and it's fantastic. And there's a lot of nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. But when you really go back and watch everything past the first several episodes, it mostly doesn't hold up. Like I don't the, know. The I love eight, the one where they go to like their the latter own. Eight the... seasons aren't very good. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I like the ones where they were the my favorite episode. One of my favorite episodes is where they go to Mardi Gras and they're all the uh, musketeers and Leo loses oh, his memory. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I love that episode. Hold on, they gave Cutman a bowl cut. He's Cutman. Yeah, there, there are a lot of things going on with the fully charged designs that really weren't great. God, this is Speaking awful. of designs that weren't too great, Jesse Eisenberg <laughs> revealed that he never actually saw Justice League and has no idea what we're talking about when we make fun of Henry Cavill's mustache. And he wants he still <laughs> reprised the he, role. He didn't of, miss out on Justice League, but he's seriously missing out on this whole Henry Cavill mustache then phase. He, then he has legitimately no uh, no beef about like trying to re like you know play that role again. And and if he hasn't seen the movies, what is he talking about? No, apparently he was in some other scenes. It's fun. I just think it's funny when actors like don't watch these movies. I get it because you're like getting so many movies at a certain point. It's like I can't watch them all. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could, but I don't know. I mean, I get it. After like working on something for so long, you're just kind of like, all right, next thing, next thing. I'm cool with that, you mm-hmm. know. But um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, we were gonna talk about James Gunn clearing up the Suicide Squad and Batman connection, but. It's really a non. He doesn't confirm or deny anything. He just said he didn't confirm it. So thank you, James Gunn. Non news news. I don't know. We have a lot of stuff to get through today, so I'm trying to like kind of pick and choose what we're really delving into in depth. Um, now the Harley Quinn series um, apparently was picked over 26 episodes, but the first season's only 13. So I'm guessing after two seasons, it's done. 
I don't know. I'm so confused. Okay, so they said it's going to be 26 episodes, but yeah. then they announced that season one's only 13 episodes, but they're still making 26. Hmm, okay. Ergo, okay. I have to imagine season two is also 13 episodes. Along hmm. with Birds of Prey. Different thing, completely. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, yeah, that was kind of, yeah. Um, but, so this is kind of nifty. I mean, I'm not shocked by it in the slightest, considering how well the Switch has been received. Um, but right. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is now the best-selling game of the Super Smash Bros. series. Oh. Which I think it makes, yeah. it makes total sense to me. I mean... Well, originally when it came out, they were saying, no, we're not making a Super Smash Bros. game. Everybody got upset. And they were <laughs> like, Super Smash Bros. is coming out, and everybody got really excited. So... Honestly, I think they did that on purpose because it's like everybody loves Super Smash Bros. Absolutely, Sakurai, you crazy, you crazy, crazy man. That would be like if Microsoft was like, "We're never making another Halo." Okay, sure. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, I feel bad for the guy because he obviously wants to make more than Smash, and when he does, he excels. Like Kid Icarus Uprising is one of my favorite games of all time. I've heard good things. I also don't trust anyone else to be the steward of the Smash series, and I want him involved in it. Forever. So I'm also being very selfish, but the man needs a long vacation. I'll mm. say that. He deserves the longest vacation of everybody. Just of everybody. Yeah. All the vacations. Well, I mean, By the way, this yeah. uh, this combines uh, Smash 4 sales. So it combines Smash Wii U and 3DS, and Ultimate has still beaten that as well. Wow. 15.7 million copies sold so far. Well, the back of the, uh, the, back of the game packaging says they're all here. So, <laughs> yeah. like, that was the big selling point was that every single character in every single Smash game is in this game. Plus, you know, we've got exactly. Terry coming out. You, we've got Terry, Terry Bogard this month. Yep. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break, but we're going to go ahead and play a cool trailer. And a clip. And a clip. All we right. We can hear you. All right. Let's go ahead and roll that clip. If you can hear me, I can't hear you guys. Sorry, I can't hear anything anymore. An interdimensional warrior who gave his life to protect our planet and who will no doubt go down in history as the greatest superhero of all time. But that's not all, folks. Here's the real blockbuster. Brace yourselves. You might want to sit out. Spider-Man's real. Spider-Man's real name is... Spider-Man's name is Peter Parker. The true identity of Spider-Man. He's a high school kid in Queens named Peter Parker. A teenage psychopath armed to the teeth. Spider-Man attacked me for some reason. He has an army of weaponized drones. Wielding powers he has no right to possess. Trying to pass himself off as a hero. You are a criminal, a menace, and the good people of this nation will squash you like the bug you are. I've heard tales of your kind, Witcher. Can't hear you guys if you can hear me. You're a mutant. Created by magic. Roaming the continent. We don't want your kind here. Hunting monsters. For a price. I thought you'd have fangs or horns or something. I had them filed down. <laughs> People call you a monster too. Why 
why not kill them? Because then I am what they say I am. All of our choices draw our destinies closer. Witches can't feel human emotion. What do you believe in? Evil is evil. Lesser. Greater. Middling. It's all the same. Princess Cirilla is your destiny. I can't protect her. If you dismiss it, Girls! you will unleash true calamity upon us all. I'll take that chance. Wowie zowie. First of all, sorry about that, Ash. A little technical difficulty going on here. Can you hear us now? I can now, Okay, thankfully. great. We did it. We, we did, did it. it. We, we did it. We saved the riddle. world peace. High five, The riddle everybody. of the puzzle. <laughs> um, okay, so let's unpack what we just saw. Let's work backwards. The Witcher. It looks so good. It looks terrific. Yeah. Now, that being said, there is a lot of fan fervor right now because fervor. apparently... Um, while he is mostly the main character, uh -huh. it's actually going to be told from the perspective of two female characters. Okay. Are one of them his daughter? I don't know, because I've never actually played The Witcher. Because that's fine. Like, internet, calm down. They're making a Witcher show. Yeah. It looks calm amazing, down. too. Uh, you know, and here's... But, Andy, women are scary. Women, I don't know okay. how white, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I I agree. So Jim, Jim Carrey actually recently spoke out about the fans, um, their fervor about against the the Sonic design, yeah, and how that we're giving them too much power. Do you think I he don't... really wants to be involved in that movie, or he just kind of was like, okay, you got to sign this contract, you do two movies you want to do, and we're going to put you in Sonic? I don't know, but you know what? But that, I mean, yes, I agree, and I don't agree. Like they're making this cool thing, yes, but don't stray so far away that you're going to piss off the fans. That's true. That's so, very true. But and, I mean, if this is like they're telling them from the perspective of women characters that are in the in the games. Fuck off. Yeah. No, That's I what I have yeah. to say about that. I could not agree with you more. Now, so the, I, mentioned 100%. This, I mentioned this earlier in the day. Ash, you're going to love this. You're going to skip over what All we right. just saw with J. Jonah James. Oh, no, I forgot. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're going backwards. We're, we're going working backwards. backwards through the, yes. Backwards. J. Um, Jonah Jameson, yeah, that clip. They was, keep putting out um, Bailey Bugle stuff with freaking J.K. Simmons. It's J. Jonah Jameson. I, I think I that's so cool. It. I think they shot a bunch of them probably. They did. Just, they totally just did. Releasing them um, slowly. Which is great. Yeah, they totally did. I good marketing. Freaky, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was that was that thing I was telling you about when I first saw it, and you hadn't seen it yet. I'm like, you're gonna literally flip. Like, that was so awesome because I know Marvel has been like adamant, like no different actors for new continuity, but that was 
the casting is too good. It's too perfect. He, it's one of those like, okay, they did a pretty good job with McAvoy like replacing Stewart, but let's be honest, Patrick Stewart, that's just Professor X. Like, mm-hmm. they could bring him back for the new X Men films and recast everybody else, and I'd be totally fine with that. Yeah, of course. Like, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. uh, but so anyway, um, they're gonna keep putting out those Daily Bugle things. We'll keep sharing them as they do because we love them. But so I, I need to see these. Oh yeah, uh, DailyBugle.net. They have all of them. I have got to see these because yeah, no, oh all, man, they're cause... all on DailyBugle.net. Um, gotcha. I love it. So I mentioned this earlier in the show, and I know you're gonna love this, Ash. So there's a, a new mod for Mario Kart that forces Waluigi to race on foot. What? What? It's, it's what? Just, yeah, it's just Waluigi and against all the other carts. Like, yeah. is he running as it, fast as the other carts? Probably. Oh my gosh! I is this for Mario Kart Eight Deluxe or which Mario um, Kart is this for? Yeah, uh, let's see. It just says a new Mario Kart mode removes. It doesn't say. That's what a weird story that it doesn't tell them. Uh, does it say what Mario Kart well, they the just, is? Well, they just released uh, Waluigi for the uh, uh, Mario Kart oh, Mario, for your phone. It's Mario Kart Wii. Is it Mario Kart? Oh, Mario Kart oh. Wii. Okay. It's Mario Kart that makes Wii. sense, because the Wii version's super moddable. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's, you know what? I'm okay with this. I think it's hilarious. Well, that, that No, I think it's great, because I get to imagine that Waluigi is suffering more than the others, you know, because they get to be in carts and just drive around. He has to run. Uh, no, I, 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 that's like the whole thing. Like the article, him, too, Ash? is so funny, too, because like it's, it forces Waluigi to race yeah, on foot. You know what? Let's, yeah. let's give Ash a platform for 30 seconds to tell us why he hates Waluigi. All right. Well, it's not just Waluigi. I hate Wario even more. Okay. Uh, it's because they're just... Is it because Wario they're, has no they're nipples? They're just... I don't know. They're, he's gross. They're gross. They're just juvenile. You know, they're the farts they're are their gross. whole character arc. Wario's character arc is I fart and it's eat, I eat garlic and it's funny. I don't think that's. I don't know. Maybe if I was eight, I think you know, he's he's awesome. But wow. Did you think farts I were just, funny when you were eight? Probably. I would probably. Yeah. <laughs> that's you know. The honest one I, but Waluigi out. gets a bit of a pass because he's got that suck it animation in Mario Strikers Charged. That yes. they somehow got through QA and it's incredible. Yep. So he actually tells people, you know, Nintendo fans to suck it when he's playing that game. He does. I'll give him a pass for that. Wario gets not he I have nothing for Wario. I nothing have at nothing. all. Nothing. Not even so, WarioWare? Didn't you love the WarioWare game? I like the games. Yeah. Well, no, WarioWare is great, but he's the worst part of those games. <laughs> give me Mona, give me Nine Volt, all those all the characters all. with him are better than Wario. So our our good friend of the show, Topher Putnam. Uh, he uh, is a ginormous Wario fan. So much so that when his girlfriend proposed to him, she presented him with a custom Wario engagement ring. Wah, wah. That I she she should have known better. She should have run, <laughs> run far far no. far away. You, you don't you don't marry a Wario lover. Come on. He's Ooh. got a giant collection of all things Wario. It's uh, this is just making my hair stand up on end. I don't like it. I don't like Literally, it. Literally, we can see it. Ugh. <laughs> I hate playing him in Smash, too. I don't like playing him in Smash. I just don't like seeing his stupid face anywhere. <laughs> stupid. I don't. stupid face. I, I, now you I understand how I feel about Corey. What? What? How dare you? Oh. Oops, I didn't say Episode that. Episode 100. Like... Ian's an asshole. I need to give Corey <laughs> a That's the title of the episode. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Well, <coughs> now now that's the the. Yeah, sorry so, about the tone that Ian has set in the studio. I what? I didn't know yeah. such thing. Anyway, you just said you um, hate Corey. I love he Corey. Did. He knows said it. it. He knows he I do. He said it. Anyway, um, freaking so. PS5 hasn't even launched yet. But Sony has apparently trademarked PS6 through 10. I don't think this is that big of a deal. <laughs> no, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I mean, I it makes sense. It's, it's it's just, it makes total sense. It's like, well, well remember that commercial going, wasn't for PS9. Yeah. It was the like one a, that was like super futuristic. It was like an orb. Yeah. yeah. It was an orb. And they put on a helmet. Yeah. No, no if, they if, did Sony's floating yeah. orb, and that's all PS9 if was. If PS9 is not a helmet, orb that glows, I will not buy it. It was a commercial for. Right, I remember it. I believe. You say that now, Ian, but it's not going to buy it. I'm just not going to. Uh, I'm gonna buy it anyway. I'm just gonna be slightly less enthused about buying it it because it's not a floating blue orb. If it kind of looks like the Okama Game Sphere, you'll be happy, dude. I I always wanted that. (laughs) That's one of my favorite South Park episodes when they go to the 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 base with all the soldiers and it's like, I got it, I got it. The password? No, I got the tune to Funkatown. Don't you take me too? Love that freaking show. But uh, yeah, I mean, clearly, I mean, but when would the PS10 even come out? Like twenty. 90? No. Yeah, who even? I mean, but you know what? I bet it'll come out before the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> oh. Well, we're going to talk about that near closer to the end That's of the true. rundown. So that might not be true. Um, right. So um, next couple things. Is, it's pretty awesome. Um, HBO, we've been hearing about this for a while. We knew it was happening, but now we have some official details. Um, HBO Max, the price and the launch date were revealed with a new trailer. Trailer's not anything new. It's just stuff that we've seen before. It's just a new trailer. Um, but... We got it launching in May. It's going to be 15 bucks a month, which is double what Disney Plus is. Um, but I got to say, they are stacking the deck in a way that I think I'm going to have to get this. HBO. I think I'm going to have to get HBO Max. I mean, so far, we've had the announcements that um, Doom Patrol is switching over. Which is stupid. Uh, it sounds like they're poaching their favorite stuff from DC streaming service and doing it on HBO Max, but we're also getting a Strange Adventure <coughs> series, which is about Adam Strange, which we actually was rumored. We talked about that. Right. Um, and then this one is interesting, and I'm curious as to what this even means. There is going to be a Green Lantern, and I inspired. quote, inspired show. What does that mean? That frightens me. That terrifies me. It's the green flashlights, mm. right? <laughs> it's the turquoise flashlights. Like that's what. Like when they say inspired, do they mean like okay, we're gonna make our a new Green Lantern, and it's gonna like they're gonna have the other Green Lanterns, but like it's not gonna be based off anything you've read before. What if it's something kind of like green light bulb. Uh, the green light bulb? It, Eureka! Not not uh, <laughs> what's the the guy's name that was the. First Green Lantern, but he's not actually a Green Lantern. It's his ring is powered by magic. Oh, um, he's, he, he's Alan Scott. Yeah, Alan Scott. Yeah, where he wears like a red suit with yeah, the Golden Age Green Lantern before. Yeah, before it's kind of like how like there was like um, you had the Golden Age. Well, so it's really interesting how that all ties together because because yeah. he was around at the beginning of Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman. Which fun fact: Wonder Woman was originally the Justice Society's secretary. Wow! If you didn't know that, hmm. um, but uh, yeah, because then then you had the whole like changing from like the golden age to the silver age and like which Earth that was, and the JSA became something that didn't have Batman and Superman in it, and you know, so it's it's there was a Flash, the original Flash, Jay Garrick, Jay Garrick yeah. wasn't tied to the Speed Force, you know, stuff like that. Although originally Green Lantern, the ring didn't work against Yellow. Yes, that's true. 
Yellow was his weakness. But um, no, HBO Max. I mean, they're lining up stuff. I mean, you have a new show coming out called DC Superhero High, which supposedly is going to feature like a lot of the teen characters, like Damien and all them, like going to school together. I suppose. What what it, what is this? The grassy. Kind of DC um, Grassy. A, oh man, DC so Grassy. You just name dropped one of my wife's favorite shows. She ah. loved Grassy. Here's one of the. Here's the official. It, it says a half-hour comedy series executive produced by Elizabeth Banks, hmm, which follows a group of students experience huh. the fun and drama of adolescence at a boarding school for gifted kids. Oh God, it's like they're trying to do X Men or Sky High. Mm, yeah, Russell. Um, but outside of their original programming, which obviously, like, not shocked that we're getting all this stuff. And actually, one of the big rumors is that some of those DC films that like kind of snuck through the radar that aren't happening, like the Batgirl that Joss Whedon was supposedly doing, and some of those might end up on HBO Max. So it's possible that HBO Max might be the first streaming platform to really go forget theaters. We're just going to put it on here. Yeah. Um, which mm-hmm. will be interesting because that really could change the entire well, ne- landscape. Netflix kind of does that. With some but Netflix, Netflix can only do that until recently. Before it was only on Netflix, and now it's in theaters too. Not all of them are in theaters. No, not no. all of them. Just the ones they want to win awards. But well, yeah, like Roma, like The Irishman and Roma. Um, I've heard The Irishman's really long. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. It came out today, though, right? I think it's, I think it came out today. Netflix. Oh sure, I think it did. Of course, they, yeah. they make a long. I really want to see it too. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, but like criticize Marvel for being you know not films. The one, the two yeah, things are totally that's... separate topics completely. Not the same. We're not salty. But so the, the the really big thing I think, well, two of the big things is that HBO Max has also scooped the streaming rights to Rick and Morty. Oh yeah, Morty! They took our rights. And paid, we sold out. And over five hundred million dollars to get a multi-licensing deal with South Park Studios. Good job, yes, Trey me. Parker and Right. You guys just keep making money. These are really good. First thing. Thanks, Jack. You want to be friends and cheesy pitch? That's really good, man. My best friends. One of these days, I, I got to do a whole show as Sonic, and you guys will have left the studio by the time the the show's over. Oh no, <laughs> because it's just the most Corey obnoxious and voice. Ian will. I will be doing like Smeagol voices with I'll, you. I'll like, do Meatwad for a couple oh, minutes, and then just, like that's all I got. Nasty, nasty hedgehog. <laughs> I was running from the Lucky Man. And it- <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Thank no, that's you. really good. good. That's really good. Yeah, mm. that's really. good. I'm here all week. Try the veal. I think I can only do me. Try the veal. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, freaking... Uh, oh, yeah, so one last bit of HBO stuff. So while they have actually not decided... They've decided to not move ahead with the pilot they already shot for a Game of Thrones prequel, they took another one and sent it direct to series. Um, and that's House of the Dragon, which is clearly about the Targaryens. Of course. Why not? Um... I mean, people will watch it. I'm curious to see what it is, but I'm done with Game of Thrones. They 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 really burnt me the last right. few seasons. No <laughs> pun intended. I don't know. I, I while I do think the progression of the newest season went a little too quickly. On on the whole, I liked it. I just I just it just mm. it hey, felt, it felt good. This on is the whole. a compromise. None of our fans are going to be happy with what we do. We're going to piss everybody off and give it to the cripple boy. Well, no. The funny thing is, is that. 
is that they the rumor was they rushed through it because they had to get to their Star Wars stuff. But then if we, we this week now we they're found pulling out they're out. pulling out of their Star Wars trilogy. Okay, I don't buy that for a <clears throat> second because it was a huge, huge thing. Game of Thrones is huge. People still play all the little Game of Thrones mobile games, and they're still making, they're still selling Game of Thrones merch, and it's still pretty damn huge. Yes. So I don't buy that for a second that they had to hurry up and please the mouse. There's uh, enough money being thrown at it. Please the uh, mouse. If it, if it was like okay, if it was like uh, some some like Netflix show or something like that, okay. But it's HBO and it's Game of Thrones. I don't buy it. I mean, Ian, I actually watched the finale with you, Yes, which is a really weird experience because I had only ever seen the first episode and then the finale. And even I was like, man, I was like, I knew what Jon Snow was going to do like an hour and a half before he did. I'm like, just kill her already. (laughs) I already know what you're going to do. Like, come on. Yeah, And look, I'm a Losty, okay? Like, and I know that the finale of Lost was really divisive. I personally liked it. I did too. But I still think that even if people, like, the people are disappointed, I still think Lost finale was way better than whatever that Game of Thrones finale was. Like, what the hell? Nobody got what they wanted. Nobody. But there were like 10 minutes spent on moving chairs. No what? one got what they wanted, but everyone got what they wanted. What? Uh, no, nobody got what na- they wanted. What finale that you? What name a finale that you guys really liked? Because I can't think of one right now. Lost. Yeah, I liked the Lost finale. Oh, the, the Legion finale was amazing. I'll well, tell you. Avatar. I'll tell you. Yeah, that's another good one. Here's the finale. Power Rangers. I do like the finale. The finale I have not seen that. of the okay. Lost in Space. Power or Power Rangers in space. Yeah, it was like it wrapped every oh, single storyline. Oh, talking about how they like wrapped up the Zordon storyline. They killed the, Zordon yeah. and Zordon's goodness. No, Zordon purified. sacrificed himself to purify. Well, no, the yeah, galaxy. like the yes. Andros kills Zordon to, to purify. Shut up. Purify That's Andros. <laughs> like Starfall. Uh, yes, and and it's just like I remember watching it as a kid, going. Wow, mm-hmm. that's it. I've watched this series from beginning to end, and I like did the yeah. math, and I was like, ten years. Wow, was wow. It ten years in between yeah. the plus that's such a space feeling too. Really? Mm-hmm. Was it Lost Galaxy though? No, Lost Galaxy followed next. Okay. And then when I heard that was coming up, I felt robbed. I felt robbed that they were doing more, and it wasn't connected at all. Hmm. I was just like, mm-hmm. what? What is this? And now so, it's just like just just hey ninja shogun d- dino thunderlight. So, but, but they st- once they started bringing back Jason David Frank, I started tuning in again. Yeah, I mean the, the, the every specials, time he pops up on that show, like I watched all of Dino Thunder because he was in that the, season. The specials, like Seeing Red, was just a, forever Red. Uh, yeah, fan, fantastic. Yeah. I love when they do that. Like, it's really awesome when they bring back. And I think it's really cool that that's the kind of franchise that can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of, well, I guess, tech, is it a franchise if there's two it's, movies in it? Blade Runner? Is that a franchise? You say Blade Runner is a franchise? I would say so. Yeah, well, sure. Well, technically, as of today, we are living in the future Blade Runner predicted. November 2019 <laughs> is when that movie takes place. I just wanted to point that the out. The first one? Yep. Hmm. Yeah. That, be, that reminds cars? me so much of when I lived, or we all lived through the day of Lavos, which was way back in 1999 from uh, Chrono Trigger. I was seven. Yeah, we all lived through that. The the, the day the world was supposed to end, yeah, and, and uh, we all made it through the, Lavos. Double, when did Double Dragon take place? 
Double Dragon. Oh God, um, I don't know. And then, uh, one of my favorite—that's one of my favorite. Freaking Andy Dix in that oh. as like the news reporter guy for like I, two seconds. I've been uh, I've been watching uh, an anime called Evangelia. Oh, I love uh, that one. And yeah, I just discovered it on Netflix, and I'm watching the 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 I guess first season of it that was done in '95, and like some of the stuff was set like in the year 2000, and like it was just like. Seeing like how off the mark people got when they were predicting what the future would look oh, like. Mm-hmm. This was Los Angeles 2007. That's when Double Dragon took place. Nice. Wow. Really? Yeah, 2007. Oh man. Wow. I, I it has been so long since I've seen that movie. Like I need to go watch it again. Do you? I this is. I just learned this right now by looking at the Wikipedia page. Do you know who helped craft the story for this movie? I can't wait to find out. Paul Dini. What? Yeah. <laughs> How? The guy who gave us like the greatest freaking cartoon superhero car- comic or yeah. cartoon of all time. And that would be How? for fans that don't know. Batman TAS. The they must have tossed series. out all his ideas, right? Maybe. I mean, sometimes you they have had really have. awesome people involved in the making of really crappy movies. I mean, that's, you know, just because it's a good, I, I, can't, I can't even imagine the script for that was good. When you have a character named Boa Bobo in your movie, even though it's a comic, you know, a version of a character from the game, you're already off on the wrong foot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Boa Bobo, freaking Boa, true. Boa Bobo, yeah. and yeah, Boa, Boa Bobo. Bobo. And that cast had a really actually like for when it came out, like it actually has like a pretty decent '90s cast. You got Scott Wolf and uh, Mark Costco's. How do you pronounce that? Um, Costco. The uh, store. Cost, uh, <laughs> anyway, Alyssa Milano's in it. Robert Patrick. Like, right. It had some star power there in the 90s. Like, you know? That's true. Totally you know, and, and, and speaking of a, a sister terrible video game movie, I just uh, realized earlier this week that the Super Mario Brothers movie gets the credit for establishing Princess Daisy as a love interest to Luigi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's that's that happens. That's why that movie's so good. Yeah, you ha- even in, <laughs> even in bad versions of things, you have things that like get taken into right. the continuity. It's really interesting. Sure, um, but. Oh yeah, I forgot. Vanna White appeared as an anchor woman. George Hamilton appears as an anchor man. Um, oh, so this is great. Robert Patrick said of Double Dragon, "That was a movie I did that on paper I thought could really work. It um, <laughs> it didn't really work that on well. Paper, yeah. No, it's it's like um, it's like Ash. Have you ever seen the quote of um, Bob Hoskins when he's asked about like his career? Oh." Of course, and it, and it, yeah. I love that. It's like if you could go back and change one thing in your career, what would it be? Super Mario Bros. What's the worst movie oh, you've yeah. ever done? I just said Super Mario Bros. If you could go back and change anything, what would you change? I just said Super yeah. Mario Bros. Uh, I mean, obviously it was. I mean, could anything come even close? Uh, I, I don't know I if don't anything know. can. I mean, okay, you know what? Oh no, Ash is dying. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly he's dying. Again? No, I think no, we got what you. What happened? There's we, a got you. we got you. We oh, got you back. Okay. Repeat gotcha. repeat your statement. Oh, I was just saying that I think Dragon Ball Evolution might come close. Ooh. That yeah. might be the only one. Cuz that's I mean that's also still pretty ironically enjoyable, but it's just so bad, you know. 
Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, they, they messaged more me. lag. Yeah. No, 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 no. The the the, uh, the people in the control room are giving us yeah we're, messages. We're, we're trying we're, to coordinate calls we're, here. We're what you call oh, idiots. Uh, hand signals. Uh, I. I I am excited about this uh, last thing on the rundown. If that's okay, if I jump to that, go Ian. for it by all means. Uh, new job openings have been posted for a, for positions for Square Enix hiring for the next Kingdom Hearts game. Woo! Hell yeah! Hell! So it might I say be a little sooner than you think. That's right. Now I well, remember. It it's I... going to be like twenty five. I don't know. Like I remember hearing uh, when they put up the uh, hiring for the Kingdom Hearts three, um, and mm-hmm. it, and it wasn't very much longer after that. Like a few years later, we got it. So yeah, maybe twenty twenty five isn't that crazy, but I wouldn't be surprised. This is if, Square Yeah, I mean, I keep forgetting that, and it's like you know, I keep <laughs> just for, having Alzheimer's and just forgetting stuff. What? Huh? <laughs> They want you well, to I, take I, the roles. Mark my words. They We're going to get the last part of FF7 remake in like 2040. Oh my gosh. So they're splitting it up into parts? Yeah, they are. Um, oh, they, they don't know how many parts it's going to be yet, but part one encompasses the entire Midgar portion of the original FF7, which, as we all know, is like the first eight to ten hours of the game, if that. So hmm. they've got a long way to go. Hmm. But they're also going really in-depth on, on Midgar. Like, they're fleshing it out more than we've ever seen before. So I think I've told you this, Andy, but if they do the entire game like they did what I've played of FF7 Remake, I, it's going to be worth the wait. It, okay. Holy crap, man, that I'm, game. I'm fine with that. I am fine yeah, me with too. them, uh, you know, giving us a, a little bit of a breather and you know just taking their time and making something f- fucking fantastic. I agree. I think that's a, I think that's the thing we can agree with across platforms, whether it's comics or movies or games. When you have to wait for something, it's that much sweeter when you finally get it. You just help. You just hope that it's good. Well, I mean, that was Kingdom Hearts three in a nutshell, and I I'll say this: I hope the next game's coming sooner than the thirteen years it took between two and three because. I hated Kingdom Hearts 3's ending. I liked the oh, game a really? lot, you liked but it that until ending then, though. pissed me off so much that it just left a bad taste in my mouth, and I just need the next game to wash that away. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. That's I, I, the exact same feel about Rise of Skywalker. Oh, fair enough. Last Jedi left such sense? a horrible taste in my mouth <laughs> that I I need Rise of Skywalker to be amazing. I mean, from the images that we've seen from the leaked images of the Emperor and things like that, uh, I I I'm I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm hopeful. Once I saw those pictures, I was like, okay, it looks so good, dude. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And then those leaked Palpatine pictures. It was yep. like, oh my God, Palpatine. Uh, Palpatine. I just want Pop-a-pop answers. Palpatine. Just want answers. Answers to questions. Answers and to stuff. questions. Questions for things, things for stuff. Who knows what, what's going to happen in that series? I mean, I, I, I just, I'm very, very, very excited. I don't know. To be Baboop. So I, I guess are you you're you're hopeful. I'm so hopeful. Are you hopeful that the last I am now since that new trailer came out? Um and we talked about this on Let the Wookiee Win. I wasn't because I didn't know if JJ could really save the wars. I did. And then I saw the trailer and so many th- new things like, you know, the 
the Palpatine chair. Yeah. And, like, you know, Kylo and Rey, like, you know, going at it in different areas. And just so many questions. And then C-3PO. I'm wearing my C-3PO socks today, by the way. Ah, yeah, ah, you're hip. Ah, I'm a hip. Ah. <laughs> well, time just, to, time to buy just, a new one. And it's just, it was, very, it felt very. I, I got goosebumps, and then just goosebumps. you know. So well, oh God, I, I'm so fr- I'm so frightened for C3PO. I'm so. I think he's gonna make frightened. a heroic he sacrifice. Gone. I know, but I'm I think just he's don't... absolutely gonna make a heroic sacrifice. Hey, he, look who's he back! He gone. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Come well, December. Well, speaking of not knowing what's going to happen, I know <laughs> that we have Ash on the line. Ash, can you yes. hear us? Now, I, I'm I'm hoping that our special guest is there, and I hope I'm hoping that he's there, you know, plotting and 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 trying. Uh, oh my gosh, he's plotting, and oh, there he is. No, he's trying to take over the world. It's Rob Paulson, everyone. <laughs> Rob Paulson. Look at all you lovely people. Oh, boy. Yes. Yes, yes. What? I hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, what are you I doing? I meant to hit Dropping the gong. Oh, I'm for, so sorry. Mistake. I'm fired. Is it? It's like a big deal. Got gonged. Oh. Yeah, no, it's like um, Wait, a gong's it's a like bad um, thing? is this like that movie with uh, Jet Li where no with um. Why are you looking at me? Why are you looking at me? That was because you're in front of me. Well, Rob, thank you so much for coming back to the show. You were one of the first people that that saw us and thought these kids. They just might be crazy enough to do something. Ninety-six episodes ago, ninety-eight. He was episode two. Was that episode two? Holy crap! He was episode two. Is that right? Yes. Yeah, we're on episode 100 today. And now episode 100. And now we got two Paulsons. Father (laughs) and son. What's the show with that movie where they can't talk, you know? Oh, oh, um... Time Cop. No, not Time Cop. The one where... uh, The Frequency. Good Lord. Sure. It's like Frequency. Oh, that was a great movie. That was one with Dennis Quaid, right? Yes. 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 So you're you're Dennis... uh, uh, Jim Caviezel, I think? Yeah. Yeah. So you're Dennis Quaid, and you're Jesus. (laughs) They can't see you pointing at them, by the way, Andy. Well, I'm saying that... (laughs) Shut up! People who can watch. You're ruining the mystique. Oh, man. So... Rob, how's the yeah. book tour going? Well, great. I'm I'm actually heading back to your um, neck of the woods next week. I'm doing a TED talk in Detroit. I'm doing a uh, TEDx talk, I think next Wednesday at the Masonic Theater downtown. And um, um, so I will be very short, very briefly back in Motown. But I'm really looking forward to it because the book is actually doing pretty well. Um, and as you may know, your your um, uh, favorite video game journalist, um, the aforementioned Ash Paulson, wrote uh, the forward from my book, Voice Lessons, and he also recorded the audio portion of my book. And um, the uh, the excerpt that Amazon uh, or Audible has on their site um, to advertise the the audio book has got um, Ash's chunk so it's pretty neat i'm very proud of my, uh, my child and i edited the book as well yeah. i was uh, one of the editors too yes he did a lot of editing on the book as well so it is totally a family affair um my wife birthed him i wrote it. 
and Ash um, picked up uh, the pieces so no and, and edited and got through it. It was pretty um, pretty interesting experience. It was not a big deal for Ash technically because you know that's what he's done. That's what he was trained to do. Um, and so when Ash went through the book and was able to find all the minutia and, and issues that may or may not have been um, things to worry about uh, in conjunction with my writer and editors that the publishers had, it was really an, an interesting thing to see how how Ash goes about what he does for a living. It's pretty pretty fascinating. Oh, he's corrected a lot of my grammar. Yeah. That's for damn sure. <laughs> I, I, I believe Ash just, you know, has for a while has been going through all the stuff on Geek Tame and all the blogs. Man, these guys yeah. don't know how to write. Yeah. They're idiots. Oh, these are all handies. Yeah, no, oh, okay. you know, you know, you're in trouble when two of the like the main five people at the company have the worst grammar in the world. No, it's definitely been kind of a resurgence of my Udon days. Yeah, and, sure. and, and but like you said, it's he's kind of. I think he sort of lovingly refers to himself as a grammar Nazi because he he really does know, you know, if you're supposed to use quotes in a phrase with the uh, with a question mark inside or outside the quotes, depending upon whether you're writing from the UK or you're writing from the US. Right. And right. it's remarkable how much minutia there is to know to do it properly. And as an older person, I've told this to my kid, um, but I'm telling you, you guys, when you can meet someone um, who's younger and able to express themselves and moreover write in not only a coached, thoughtful way, but a, uh, a grammatically correct way, sadly, in this day and age, it puts you head and shoulders a bunch most of, uh, around, uh, I'm sorry, against most of the people your age. Not because you're not smart, not because you're not delightful and talented, mm -hmm. but because it's like this lost art where people, myself it included, is. We take for granted um, sort of um, um, rules of grammar and speak almost always colloquially. And so when the opportunity presents itself to have to write or speak in maybe a little more polished form, people you see on television don't know how to do it. And and it's it's a pretty cool thing when you're able to have that resource. So. You, gotta, well, you see it in games all the time, too. I mean, it, oh, and yeah. it's not something that most people will care about, but you see that in games where even the people making the games, they didn't hire a copy editor. They didn't hire someone who really knows how to write. And yeah. those typos are come through in the final game. And I noticed them. But, you know, the, the unfortunately, the straight truth is, yeah, I noticed them and they were a polish issue. But 99% of players yeah. either won't know. And if they do know, they won't care. Yeah. Because the game's I, I have good. A if the game the majority good, people care, have you know? no idea how to use a semicolon. I, I think that is an <laughs> excellent for sure. PSA for staying in school, kids. Hey, kids, Pinky from Pinky and the Brain says stay in school. So you better That's do right. it. That's right. Don't be as stupid as I am and say, all day long, be much smarter than I. So you don't have to eat food pellets. <laughs> Nobody wants to eat food pellets. Hey, take that back. Now. We're going the I way of the future. <laughs> so, obviously, <laughs> Pinky in the Brain, we are going to be seeing more of that coming up with the yeah. resurgence, I say that with so much glee, of Animaniacs. Rob, what can you tell us about, what can we expect with the new Animaniacs? Well, what are you um, allowed to say, I guess I should ask? <laughs> well, I think I can confirm something. I can, yeah. I can help him out here. I can Wait. confirm that the new show or the new episodes are going to include Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Mm -hmm. Breaking yes. news, you mm -hmm. heard it here. That's an exclusive reveal right here. <laughs> yes, how about that? Elm Kid learned that on his own hot day. What a genius. 
Um, yeah. Yakko Wakko and Dot are coming back as our Pinky and the Brain. Um, the, uh, the show is currently in production for next year, about this time, maybe a bit earlier on Hulu. You guys know better than anyone, this is new radio media. Um, uh, the, it's a completely different paradigm out here uh, in Hollywood, the way we all consume entertainment. And um, when you ask people at Hulu, uh, who is honing up the dough with Mr. Spielberg to do um, these new episodes, you know, wh when is it going to air? We don't know. How long are the episodes? <laughs> I don't know. Um, are they going to be all done or binged at once or, you know, I don't know. And it's just it's both interesting um, and also kind of in a strange creative way freeing because you guys, that is younger folks, new radio media, you never know where um, Ian and Andy and you guys, you never know where um, th this wonderful idea that you guys have how it's going to filter in to people to consume it. And so the cool thing with respect to Netflix, Amazon, Apple starting today, Hulu, all of which I've worked for and will work for in the future, the cool thing is that all these, all these um, outlets have a shit ton of money and are willing to give creators a lot of it, and they're not limited by network broadcast standards. They're not limited by having to appeal to an advertiser. Not that that's bad stuff. It's just a whole new way to produce stuff. And what happens then is you get really cool things like The Handmaid's Tale mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and a zillion incredibly wonderful uh, projects that are not limited by anything but the creativity of the people involved. And when you want like an Animaniacs, it's going to be a half an hour and it's a half an hour. It's not 22 minutes mm -hmm. with 11 minutes set aside for commercial. Yeah, stuff. I love that. No, we actually, yeah. we just landed on for Avenging Justice. We just landed on deciding that we're going to do a full 30 minutes as opposed to right. a, yeah. And uh, no, it's actually, I wanted to tell you that I was talking to an entertainment attorney about getting some of the contract stuff done. And he's like, so mm -hmm. wait, let me get this straight. You've already animated a little. You have voice actors attached. You have a pitch Bible. You're doing this backwards. And I was yeah. like, I'm aware uh -huh. of that. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I had a good chuckle. No, but that ties into your whole point about now with the streaming and everything, it mm -hmm. totally blows the door open. We were talking about this not too long ago, mm. like DC streaming service. When they put Young Justice out, it was three episodes a week. So you could still binge it, yeah. but you had to wait a whole week for more episodes. Whereas, yeah. you know, now Netflix is getting into the whole, we're going to release one thing, one episode a week and kind right. of tying into what Hulu's doing. And then like we were talking about with Disney Plus, if they start putting original films on there in lieu of putting it in theaters, that's going to like break everything open. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's yeah. why, why what the theaters are doing now is they're, you know, they, they have to do ways, have to come up with ways to remain competitive and offer things that you're willing to pay for. So when I went to see um, Ad Astra the other day, I, you know, a lot of theaters now you buy your own ticket um, with respect to where you want to sit. OK, so I did that, but I didn't really know what I was in for. Man, I got in. It was a recliner. It was uh, a person you came to and you know, take your food order. You could have booze. It was yeah. remarkable, and it was worth the twenty bucks. Mm -hmm. It was. It was like okay, you know, for every now and then, I'm going to go see a movie. I've got a nice big big screen here that's a seventy inch um, Sam's or Sony, whatever. It's beautiful. 
But it isn't as special as going to see it with um, Dolby Sound and THX and blah, 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 all mm -hmm. of that, you know, feeling the rocket shaking and all of that. And it was worth it. And uh, and, and but there are a lot of people I know who for 10 large, you can set up your own theater at home and have a killer setup for 10 grand. Shit. The first TV that Ash and I bought together that was a big screen TV was probably that. Eight thousand dollars, and and we were go and yeah. it was like remember that Ash? It was a rear projection Sony. Oh, Sony. it was a huge. It was so heavy. Oh my god, yeah. we had one of those and, things. Yeah. And actually, mm -hmm. the the front of it like rolled out, and like the project. Yeah, yeah, yeah and like but, they had but, the lights but on the there. But the thing that's really cool when you when you get it from somebody my age is I'm old enough to remember all this stuff and see how things are moving, but I'm young enough to enjoy and comprehend what's going on with this frame of reference that you guys is mind-blowing. I, I I just went today to um, buy a, a little TV for a room we have up north at a vacation place, and I can get a Samsung 32-inch 4K HD blah, blah, blah for 160 bucks. And yep. it's, oh, it's yeah. a picture that's much better looking than my eyes can see. So if if... If you really just, you know, like I'm the kind of person that goes, oh, I should go to the movie theater. I can watch Hulu, Netflix, blah, blah. I got I don't have to worry about saving DVDs. I don't have to save anything. It's all right there. What's going to drag me out to the theater? So it's a remarkable time for all of you to be creating. It's 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 so there has never been a time in our lifetimes like this ever that we're doing now. We're collaborating sort of in real time on devices that are this thick. That's true. No cords to them. It's just remarkable. Mm -hmm. It's oh, a yeah. lot of fun to watch yeah. what you do. Rob, Ash, that's why it's, it's... Oh, go ahead. Can you do me a favor real quick? Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. What are you <laughs> Ash, oh, man. He didn't run you, this by us. Will you put your, hand, your right hand up? Oh, God, really? Uh, okay. There you go. And then, Rob, will you put your left hand up? I know you're probably holding your phone. <laughs> now, will you now go to the side and oh will you God. seriously? Will you, you want I them want to high five? I want you guys to high five on the screen right now. Are you now. kidding me? So you go, <laughs> Ash, right. you go right. No, 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 go go right of you, and and Rob, right. you go left this of you. Is, no. This is. <laughs> I thought you were going to have a This is why we don't let Corey talk. <laughs> I don't know. Nice. Close enough. That oh, works. there we go. Yeah, I love it. Oh, nice. Live long and prosper. Corey, no, live long way, and find a, a new job. We have a special guest who wanted a quick appearance. Oh, hey. Oh, now it's a special guest. That's now it's a real show. Now, now we got the guest of honor here. That's our, oh, we love that doggy so much. She just had her seventh sure do. birthday. Oh, 17. Wow. She did, and she's yeah. going strong. She Look is a tough that. little doggy. She is a badass critter, and and boy, does she love her. She loves her boy Ash and her girl Basola. Man, they're she just they take such good care of that doggy. Her breast smells though. Ooh, I gotta put her down. When they get when they get to that age, yeah. My, my mom has uh, my sister's uh, dachshund, and it's getting up there. It's like 15, 16, something like that. He's like old man peanut. Oh gosh, yeah. dog. So Rob, you you are directing yeah. what some of the people consider one of the uh, one of the best runs of Ninja Turtles. I've actually been reading some of that. Uh, which I don't know if you take that as an insult from the time where you spent <laughs> as Raphael and then the time you spent as Donatello. Um, 
and we've actually had uh, one of our one of our editors here was dressed up as Mikey, and I've never seen yeah. someone so dedicated yesterday to a Halloween costume. Is he still here? He's still Should here. I go get him? Yeah, yeah, go, yeah, get, go, him. Get, go, go get, get Mike. Get, um, uh, Mike nice. had he had a full fledged Donatello costume on. He, had, he painted his face underneath the mask so it would be green and everything. And, uh, and he was like throw. He had his nunchucks and he had throwing stars and he was hitting people. And he was just like the most animated and in his element that I've ever seen. And like he lives, breathes, and dies turtles. Oh, totally. He's got turtles on his desk here at, at the office. Uh, well, and it's it's just incredible. Isn't that something, um, Ash? I have to say that the the, the best part of my career um, has been the ability to, to share it with so, my yeah. kid. Because when you can do something like Ninja Turtles, which turned you know Ash was there at the beginning. So when it goes from literally a clean sheet of paper to what it has become, it is inarguably part of the culture of, of the world and um and so to have been able to share that with my kid was i mean the most incredible gift i, I, I could ever wish for um it was uh, i felt bad during career day for the other parents because, <laughs> you know when when ash would say hey dad you want to come and uh talk about what you do for a living you know, I felt so loud, so awful because I'd be a stand there with her. Okay, now here is uh, Jennifer's mother, and she is an attorney, and she's going to talk about. Okay, here is, here's, uh, here's Anthony's dad. He is a uh, you know he is a uh, a business manager and a hedge fund blah blah blah. Now this is Ash Paulson's dad, and he's Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't compete with that. So no. we we've brought we've brought Mike into the studio, Michael Captor. Meet Rob Paulson. Hey, hey what's Mike. up, Raphael? <laughs> this is uh, just amazing. Like, I'm a lifelong Ninja Turtle fan. Yeah, he's about um, as big of a fan as Ash and I are. Yeah, I dressed up as nice. Michelangelo yesterday. Um, it was a full body suit, like, completely homemade. Like, freaked everyone out here. But it was great. It was great. It was... Um, yeah, lifelong fan. I love just about every single iteration of the Turtles. You as Raphael was amazing. You as Donatello in 2012 was amazing. And um, I love the stuff that you're doing with Rise of the Ninja Turtles. It's just amazing. It, it's, uh, it is a, um, well, you said it better than I. It is um, a, a remarkable franchise, isn't it? To yeah. have something that is... Uh, as popular now and i don't think it's i don't think it's even arguable it's as popular now as it has been for 30 freaking years if that not more so, so unusual oh yeah and what and what is yeah. so cool about it though especially for someone like me is to see the extent to which it inspires people like you guys to um to find new ways to be creative to uh like the people on rise of the tmnt uh, we had a bunch of the artists come in the other day, the recording session. They're all in their 20s and 30s, and they're turtle fanatics, but they all have their own artistic spin on this bulletproof franchise, and they're very dedicated, and it means so much to them. And that has been, I think, the biggest, the coolest aspect of the work that I get to do 
and now you know that Ash and you guys are doing is to see how deeply people connect with characters. For um, sure. And it's not, it, it may have started when they were young, but it carries way over into their adulthood. And often they share it with children because a lot of people your age are starting to have kids now and I'll meet them all over the world. And you guys, the stories I hear about the impossibly difficult circumstances that are mitigated by ninja frickin' turtles is mind-blowing. I, I will get people come up to me. Most of them will say, Mr. Paulson, you, you have no idea what Ninja Turtles meant to me. It was, you know, now my, my family and blah, blah, blah. And I share with my kids, cowabunga turtle power. It's been great. But then, and even more importantly, I'll meet people who will come to me and say, through tears often, Mr. Paulson, I was in the foster system. Mm-hmm. And I never met my parents. I was adopted at six months old, uh, but then things didn't work out. And I would go from home to home to home, went through five different homes till I was 18. And as long as there was a television, I could connect with Ninja Turtles. And it got me through what, but for Ninja Turtles, was a childhood that was in the shitter. And now I'd like you to meet my children, my wife, I'm fine. I love my family. We're all together. My kids will never have to go through this, but we all share this deep love for Ninja Turtles. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> it is my love. And that happens all the time. I, I, I sang the national anthem at Dodger Stadium a couple months ago, and I got tapped on the shoulder after I got done, and I turn around, and it's Justin Turner, the third baseman for the Dodgers, kind of shaking and he says are you really Raphael (laughs) (laughs) well well, yeah so and then his wife was tearful because she said Mr. Paulson Mr. Paulson you you he Justin Turner has every Ninja Turtle action figure on his desk at home and he opens up his Dodgers jersey and he's got a TMNT t-shirt on oh wow that's (laughs) awesome isn't that great so when you get to something that's this powerful, it, it is not about money. It is not about action figures. It is not about a rating point. It's not about your station in life. It's not about how, how much money you make, where you come from, your color, your sexual orientation. It is a pure expression of joy. And the good news for guys like you who are all young and creative is that you have the ability now to do the same thing. And you will meet people when you're my age who will come up to you and say, Ash, Andy, you know, Mike, uh, Ian, the people, you'll say, you have no idea what um, this thing that you did years ago got to me at the best possible time in my life. And I have to thank you for the following. And you guys, it will blow your mind. And that's what you have to look forward to. It's, it's fantastic to be able to do something for which you're paid that is a much, much deeper and has a much deeper impact on people than just buying your food. It's crazy cool. Well, I can co-sign on that. I mean, as you already know, yeah. I've been lucky enough to already be in that in that position with totally. Game Explained fans who've... I had one who just about made me break down at PAX East earlier this year who came and said, you know, I'm a huge Game Explained fan and I'm a, I'm a transitioning uh, male, male to female. And, you know, I just want you to know that uh, everything you talk about inclusivity has gotten me through the day and your discussions mean such a difference in my life. And... And it's just, you know, that you you really, really are a bright spot. And I'm like, well, shit, 
if me talking right, about yeah. video games can make people that happy and me just including inclusivity and how important that is and the fact that everyone deserves to be represented i mean he was shaking he was so isn't that yeah, or sorry she was so uh overcome and i mean that's that's really what it's all about there's nothing it is. that's cool yeah. yeah at the end of the day yeah. it doesn't matter none of what we do really matters except for the relationships and how we treat each other mm -hmm. that's what really yeah. matters at the end of the day yep. and i've seen people come up to you in your lines you don't sit behind your booths yeah. at cons you stand in front of your booths because the the thing that the first time we met we we talked to you on the phone, if you said that what Gordy House said to you that it's a privilege to meet fans yeah, and you say that, that back, really stuck with us. It's it's insane. It's and it's insanely like. Uh, Obvious when you think about it. It's a privilege that mm -hmm. I get to come here every day and talk into a microphone, isn't it? No, oh, yeah. It? And and you, well, you mm -hmm. and I'm glad you brought that up because, Ash has um, grown uh, grown up around a lot of really gifted people who are the nicest, most down to earth, kindest people. So he's gotten to see from the beginning that just because you're incredibly talented and make a lot of money and you're famous doesn't mean you have to be an asshole. Mm -hmm. No, that's and, so true. And, and, and Ash's buddies are Billy West and Maurice and Mark Hamill and Tress McNeil and Tara Strong and, and Dee Baker and, you know, James Arnold Taylor. And they, and, and they all love Ash and, uh, and they all have been examples of how to behave. And every one of them, continues to work at a really high level into their 70s now. Um, but you're right. I, I learned the, big, the biggest lesson in humility from Mr. Hockey. Um, to be able to see how Gordy moved through his life and literally had signed a million autographs and never, I mean, he broke a lot of noses, but he never broke a fan's heart, ever. Mm -hmm. Never. That's great. And it is... Remarkable, and even players who had the living Christ pounded in by Gordy afterwards would say, "You know, he was the toughest guy in the world." But if I would call after the fact and say, "Hey, Gordy, you know, uh, I've got a friend of mine who lives in Winnipeg who really would love, you know, love an autograph," no problem. It's done. It's handled. Um, and Mr. Spielberg uh, is the same way. He's a guy. Um, when uh, Ash and I were at the launch party for Animaniacs, 1993, so Ash would have been eight, and um, Mr. Spielberg took it upon himself. When I was standing there with Ash, you know, he was talking to everybody, and every, and he knows that everybody wants a picture with Steven Spielberg. He's Steven freaking Spielberg for Christ's sake. Yeah. He knows who he is, but moreover, he knows how to handle who he is. So before I got it out of my mouth. Stephen looked at me and looked at Ash, and he said, is this your boy? I said, it is. He said, do you mind if we get a picture together? Now, how, what that does wow. is immediately disarms me. It takes the onus off me having to ask. And it then allows me to tell that story to people like you, like the Gordy story, and you're kind, decent people, and you, you take that and you move through your lives that way. And it's it's wonderful. He didn't have to do that. When you meet people who could behave any way they want and they choose to be as kind as all you boys are, that's that's how you work it. And um, it's in it. And it is always, always the best way to approach any circumstance.
Yeah, and clearly it's it's very apparent that you've surrounded yourself and you, oh, yeah. you choose to only work with people that are of that mentality. Oh, yeah. Especially Freaking. my favorite, my new favorite, fabulous man, Cam Clark. Yeah, Cam is a I, I've become <laughs> such a big Cam fan since you introduced well, us. Well, no, it's funny. Every time... Oh, he's fantastic. Oh. No, but every time Jeff and I talk... You guys always come up. Mm-hmm. Like we literally take 15 minutes of the conversation just to talk about how much of a class act that you are and and everyone else is and just how nice everyone is and that's why everyone likes working with each other and it's just it's some fun stuff. It's it's just what really is- cool to see. You guys look, this is a hard freaking business. You guys know, it's really hard to make any money, especially now because everybody who's got a pulse has a freaking podcast. Yeah. I had sure. a you know, I, it took me seven years to monetize my podcast, but that wasn't the reason I started doing it. I did it because it was a right. labor of love, which is <clears throat> no different than my job. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash is really talented. You guys are really talented. You're all driven. Um, but Ash and I worked together on a project called Bravo Man a couple of years. We had a freaking riot. It was a oh, great yeah. show. It was cool. <clears throat> song was written by Randy Rogel, who wrote United States, Canada, Mexico, all that's written, really, Dee Bradley Baker, uh, Jen Hale, all one, it was just a blast of a show, you know, lasted and then went out his way. But to, to get another opportunity like that with Ash is something that I can't wait to do. And if we can do it all in the context of each other, it's great. The high tide raises all boats. And Ash can pick up a phone and say, Hey, I'm putting this thing together. Would you guys be interested in all of that? Um, and nobody. Well, you guys know Maurice. Yeah. Maurice is, oh, yeah. you know, back to back primetime Emmys for Futurama. Now he's on um, um, Disenchantment. Oh, gosh. And, um, that show's so good. You know, all that stuff. But he just likes to play. We, we all need to make a living. But the way that it seems to work out for me and for a lot of us is to jump into the pool and and play with anybody who asks as long as they're decent and nice if they're assholes there almost isn't you have to be have to pay me a lot of money well we are so we are got, nearing out of time mr paulson i just called you mr paulson that feels weird mr paulson there's two of them there's two of them uh i'd like to take a second and talk about your book uh, a little bit more yeah. um what uh, you know one uh, what really you know inspired you to write this book and and two can you can you tell our audience how they can actually get the book oh i met it back i just happened to have one right here oh. <laughs> that was not planned ladies and gentlemen no it wasn't and actually this isn't a this is a pre release copy that i was going through for some stuff i'm doing it because of this ted talk i'm doing um but the book is available now. It's available on, on Amazon. You can get it at most bookstores. It's certainly at Barnes and Noble. Um, and and uh, it's called Voice Lessons, How a Couple of Ninja Turtles, Pinky, and an Animaniac Saved My Life. And um, uh, the reason that the book is now um, a thing, the reason that it was time to write it was because I had had this wonderfully great career that I, a lot of which I've gotten to share so gratefully with my boy. Um, but uh, my feeling about writing a book about my career um, a few years ago was that the last thing that the world needs is another Hollywood memoir, especially from a non-celebrity. 
And I and look, it's not false modesty. I'm good at my job, but I don't draw them. I don't write them. And I have utter respect for the folks who do. It's a deeply collaborative effort. So um, I thought, yeah, well, that's very nice, but I love my work and I'll just keep going on. However, a few years ago, surprise, I was living that axiom, um, you know, we make plans and God laughs. And so I'm moving through my life and all of a sudden I find out I have throat cancer. And for a guy who does what I do, that was a bit of a bit of a curveball. Um, but we all sadly know people who have had cancer, many of whom don't make it. And um, so it wasn't that unusual. And neither at no time did Ash or Basola or uh, my wife Parrish or I freak out. It was concerning, but it wasn't like a 25-year-old father with a young boy. Even if the worst had happened and they had said, Rob, you better go home and get your shit together. We're gonna make you comfortable, but you're on your way out. You know, Ash is married. I had great insurance. It's sad, but I had a great career. That's not what they told me though. The doctor said, here's the deal. Uh, we're virtually sure we can cure you, but before we do, we almost have to kill you. The treatment is really freaking brutal for obvious reasons. It tortures your mouth, your throat, um, your jaw. It's, it's hard, but it's curable. Mm -hmm. So now I thought, now I got a book. Not so much because I got through cancer, because gratefully a lot of people do. However, what we touched on earlier about the extent to which people connect with these characters, you guys, I had spoken to dozens of children, and not just me, we all do, dozens of children and their parents uh, in impossible circumstances that, thank Christ, Parrish and I never had to go through with Ash. We never had to deal with the fact that the only way that our sweet baby boy was going to get out of the hospital was in a body bag. And I've talked to countless parents who've gone through that. And during my treatment, they would keep in touch with me telling me, how much it meant to them that Raphael or Pinky or Carl or would speak would speak to their children who didn't make it. And so that's why the book is called Voice Lessons, because I was able to get through my time in the cancer cage, in addition to the uh, incredible love and support from my wife and son and my daughter-in-law and my friends and family, but the examples of courage that these children and their parents gave me totally free, sometimes decades ago. And that's really what the book is about. And it's a really, I think it's a pretty damn good book. And having Ashton write the, the forward was a very smart thing because he's seen this from the beginning and has seen that it's not all just, oh my God, your dad's really cool and it's all fun. It's not like that. And it's not for anybody. So it's important, I think, for people to understand from someone in that position to, to really get an idea of how this all works. And we truly kind of are all in this together and that we have ways to help each other out from impossible circumstances, whether it's Ash dealing with a, a young trans person or me talking to a little boy or a girl who wants to chat with someone or you guys in, in the ways in which you're gonna be touching people. We really are all in this together. And it's important that we share that. Absolutely. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> 
Ash Paulson and his father, Rob Paulson, two wonderful people Woo-hoo! that I am blessed to have in my life. The book is called Voice Lessons. Pick it up today on Amazon or wherever you can find books. Guys, please support them. They are wonderful people. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Yeah. So this week has been a wonderful week. Next week, we'll see you. Same bat time, same bat channel. Geek Tame and TV. See you later. Ooh.